0: Hello and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. During law school, she clerked for both the San Diego Superior Court and the Fourth District Court of Appeal. As a San Joaquin County Deputy District Attorney, she prosecuted numerous criminal matters through all stages of litigation, including jury trials. She also has experience in the world of civil litigation. She now manages criminal defense matters in a high-volume practice. Ghazal Sharif, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Well, I'm very pleased to have you on. Where's your office these days? And what sort of practice do you have?
1: It's strictly DUI defense.
0: What drew you to the DUI specifically?
1: It's where I started. So when I was a deputy district attorney, it was a bulk of the casework. Then I worked for a criminal defense firm before I started my own firm, and they did exclusively DUI defense. And so... Just by the sheer volume and experience, it, it gradually became my niche.
0: Where are you from originally?
1: I'm from Afghanistan. You were born there? I was born there. Mm-hmm.
0: And when did you come to the United States?
1: We came with my family in 1990. I was uh, three years old.
0: So do you have any recollection of Afghanistan?
1: Not very much. Not very much. But I would say that my... My parents largely raised me to be an Afghan woman, and so, in a, in a lot of ways, in most ways, I think that I brought the country or the culture with me.
0: And do you speak the language?
1: Yes, fluently. I speak Farsi.
0: Wow. So did you go to did you go to regular elementary public school in the United States or? Go to yes. Work?
1: Yes. My family. We had a. We had a sponsor, so we originally moved to North Carolina. I stayed there for a very short time, and then my father had family in the Bay Area. Fremont is considered to be like little cobble.
0: Yeah, I'm well aware of that. Yeah.
1: yeah, so we came here, and I lived in Concord, and I went to elementary, middle, and high school in, in Concord.
0: How was that experience for you?
1: It was interesting it was like like i said i was very i was raised to be a very proper afghan young girl and then when i was in high school i there's this entire american culture that i had to assimilate into so it was interesting but it was good it was really good
0: can you speak of an experience that let me think about how do i want to put this out can you can you can you think of an experience where your Afghan cultural bringing came up against your experience in high school or the the culture of the high school?
1: There's so many, but, you know, essentially I, like, as soon as I was, and I'm not sure if this was an a, a cultural thing, but as soon as I was 14 years old, I started working. So instead of being engaged in sports or leisure, or I started working when I. When I was fourteen, all the way to the time I was eighteen, so I really didn't have time to do the things that I would think that normal people do. So, for example, you know, I, I didn't play sports, I didn't spend the night at my friend's house, I didn't go to football games. I just really was expected to be very disciplined in terms of that in, in terms of academics and also, you know, just start working and being independent. My parents, you know, knowing what you know, knowing that they had a daughter, you know, the often the hardships that and women had to face in our you know, in their culture, I think their goal was to make me as strong as they could and they knew that that the the way to, you know, making that happen was for me to excel in school and and to work and to be independent. I think that was very different from like my high school counterparts because I think I, I would assume that they had more time to enjoy and to develop and to really be teenagers.
0: What sort of work did you do?
1: I actually worked at the men's warehouse. I worked every weekend and every summer and every holiday. And I'm so thankful that I did my firm now. I can attribute to what I learned then. Like what? Just customer service and being good to people and kind to people and uh, following up. Just all of like the customer care. I learned that between the ages of like 14 to 18. Knowing how to speak with people. Knowing how to be professional. To not knowing what to expect with each client but knowing that to teach you know to treat them with respect and dignity and then also with care compassion and all of that I directly attribute to what I learned by working going at the men's warehouse
0: yeah makes sense so when you graduated from high school where did you go to college
1: I went to St. Mary's College in Moraga
0: how did you decide to go there
1: when I went to go visit it was it was heaven on earth. It was calm and it was beautiful, serene. It was, even though I was raised Muslim with you know my family, it was a Catholic school and I found a lot of comfort in that. They were very liberal. And again, I think that going to St. Mary's was one of the best decisions I could have made.
0: Did you continue working in all your off time through college or did you participate in some other sorts of outside activities?
1: Yeah. My main focus when I was in college was to excel academically for part of the time I worked for the Catholic Institute of LaSallean action. There was one program that I participated in called jumpstart where we went to like lower income neighborhoods in Oakland and Richmond and provided, provided, you know, supplemental education to like young preschoolers. I did that for some time and I worked, I also worked for Congressman Garamendi for a very short period of time. I also worked for the Center of Autism and Related Disorders and provided behavioral therapy to autistic children. So I did those things. Yes.
0: When did you start Thinking about becoming a lawyer.
1: I, like my first intern group post, like post undergrad was at, at a hospital and it was like a pediatric hospital and it, it was my first day and I felt very overwhelmed and in a bit, like in, in a moment I realized that I personally did not have the capacity to, you know, provide the type of healing that those children needed and I had to very quickly think about if I could not help them in that way how I would be able to help in another way and I thought I'm going to be a lawyer yeah
0: so were you headed in some different vocational direction through college
1: yeah I really wanted to be a psychologist I really wanted to be a psychologist but in that moment I realized that I again I personally could not provide the type of healing that would be needed, and then I I had to think very quickly what I could do to help others in terms of a career, and I just thought, okay, I'm going to be a lawyer.
0: Did you take some time off then between the end of college and the time you went to law school?
1: I did because it took me a year, well, it took at least a year for me to prepare for the LSAT and then apply for law school. So I, there was a window of time where I did take
0: off. During that period of time?
1: That is when I worked for the Center of Autism and Related Disorders.
0: Do you think that having that year of experience working, especially, you know, working in a helping profession, assisted you in terms of having focus in law school?
1: Yes, it was very motivating because I knew that, one, people needed help, and two, that I needed A higher level of education in order to make that happen. Just having that real life experience just motivated me to focus and to just get to my goal.
0: Family and friends say when you told them that you wanted to go to law school.
1: Well, my mom said that she knew it all along and I sort of listened to her earlier. (laughs)
0: Really? That's Why did she say that? Do you know?
1: She she really had encouraged me to be a lawyer, wanted me to be a lawyer. Again, I think it fit into her belief that she wanted a very strong, empowered, independent daughter.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. So where did you go to law school?
1: I went to uh, California Western School of Law in San Diego.
0: Yeah, I know it well. I, I almost went there myself. Well, How was that experience?
1: I loved it. I, the school, in my opinion, the school creates good, practical lawyers. Like, if you need a lawyer to solve your problem, and you want to work, to work really hard, then you'll find, you know, a Cal- California Western graduate is, is, is the one.
0: Why do you say that?
1: From my experience with my, my own experience and my classmates, they tend to be hardworking, humble, have integrity, want to do the right thing, and work really, really hard. And
0: you think those values were really instilled there at Cal Western?
1: Yeah, I, I, I genuinely do. I, I I would hire anyone in my, law school class.
0: So what was your first legal job?
1: I was a post-bar at the San Joaquin District Attorney's Office, and then I worked there after I passed the bar exam. And again, that was a very pivotal, pivotal to my personal life, my professional life, and how I really view my legal career.
0: Why? Tell us a little bit about
1: that. I think being a prosecutor is a very honorable job. I think it comes with a tremendous amount of responsibility. An objectivity and a way to make the right decision and to carry out that decision. And so, and, and, and in, a lot, in a lot of ways, it certain emotions out of it. So it was really helpful to be trained to do that.
0: Now, at some point, you left the district attorney's office uh, in Stockton. And where did you go?
1: I went to work at a family law firm in Oakland.
0: And what prompted that decision?
1: Many different things.
0: So after getting some trial and litigation experience in the district attorney's office, you came and started practicing in Oakland. Where'd you go, and, and how, how did that work out?
1: I worked at a family law firm, and it was a very positive experience in that I worked for like an all essentially an all female firm with female partners, and they excelled at what they did, and they encouraged me to do what. I did, but I soon found out that family law was was not for me. So I then I left the family law firm and I started working at a personal injury civil litigation firm. I eventually found that my heart just belonged to criminal criminal law. So I left the civil practice and I started working for a criminal defense firm. I had never been
0: happier. So you enjoy doing the criminal defense and the DUI work?
1: I love it. I
0: love it. Well, one of the things that I've always enjoyed about DUI work is that other than, I guess, murder cases, really, it's there's no other opportunity to have so much experience with forensic evidence and chemical evidence and the experts and the cross-examination of experts. Have you found that to be true?
1: Yes. Yeah. People may believe there's no open and shut case, and every single piece of evidence matters, and there's so much you can do with it.
0: What do you really like about practicing law?
1: That I can really help people.
0: And would you recommend law as a career choice for a young person just coming out of college?
1: Yes, hands down. I I think it's a career that is empowering, that offers a lot of latitude in terms of what or how you want to do things. I think that it has infinite earning capacity. I think that there's a lot of discipline that goes into becoming a lawyer and then practicing as an attorney. When I applied to go to law school, ironically, I had, I didn't know any lawyers. I had never even met one. In the process, I, I reached out to a few and many of them were discouraging. I can understand why they were. I don't think being a lawyer is, is like Seen the movies are *Legally Blonde*, but I think it's—I think it's an excellent, honorable profession. There's a lot of good that could come from it.
0: How is actually practicing med or differed from your expectations about it?
1: Well, it's much more difficult, and it requires a lot. Not only does it require like book smart, but you also have to be really street smart because you deal with real life things. Every time my phone rings and I pick up the phone, I. I am confronted by something new that my client tells me. It's nothing that I learned in law school. It's like practical, real-life problems that they essentially depend on me to either advise or comfort or fix.
0: So using some of the same skills that you developed when you were working in the men's clothing industry.
1: Yeah, or when I was working for the Center of Autism and Related Disorders.
0: How about the business of practicing law? How's that gone for you?
1: I it's not my favorite part. It sometimes takes the joy of the practice away from from practicing law. It's, it's what I like the least. I really don't like asking people for money. So, those are, so in terms of like the business aspect, I don't like it. But I also know that in order to work for myself and to, to have a successful practice, it's what I need to do.
0: Is there anything that you know now that you really wish you had known before you started practicing law or started down the endeavor of the legal path for your career?
1: I learned it, well, patience, and it's something I have to relearn all the time. Patience, you no know, patience with the court, the prosecutor, clients, myself, mostly, but patience.
0: Yeah, I, I think that is good advice. <laughs> What's the best <laughs> advice you've ever received?
1: That things never go the way that you expect them to. So, and I think that makes it easier to deal with. I think there's so much, especially living through 2020 for everybody, I would assume, just it's never how you plan it to be. Sometimes for even very simple court appearances, I have this big vision of how wonderful it's going to be, and I go, and it's not. And other times I'm cringing because I know that this hearing is not going to go well, and it goes very smoothly, so... I think the best piece of advice I've received is that things don't go, often don't go the way that you plan them to.
0: Interesting. What if anything, would you change about the way the legal system works?
1: That there's more to a person than what's written in a police report. And do you think, that,
0: that, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: No, that's it. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you think that the system is fair?
1: This is a question that I grapple with all the time. I would hope that it's fair. Most of my experience is fair. I don't know if it is. I'm hopeful that we are getting there. I'm hopeful that we're getting there, that every day will be better. And that is what motivates me and encourages me to stay in this practice. So I hope it's there. I'm not sure if it's there, but I believe that it takes good prosecutors, and even better defense attorneys to get it where it needs to be.
0: Let me shift gears here a little bit. In terms of work-life balance, what sort of things do... you enjoy doing how what's your family life like how has practicing law affected those things
1: engaged and i'm very close to my parents and those are the people that provide me the much emotional support that i need to you know start you know started my practice to maintain my practice and and so you know again my my fiance my parents are everything i find a lot of healing and With being in nature, I have, I really love gardening. That brings me, you know, a big sense of peace.
0: What do you like to grow? Flowers, vegetables?
1: Flowers and I love flowers. I love jasmine. I'm trying to grow fruit, but I have not been very successful so far. But I, the reason I love it is, is that you can put so much love and nurture and care and it sometimes gives it back. That brings me a lot of healing, too.
0: Any other recreational pursuits that you enjoy?
1: I love going to the beach and being close to the water.
0: Have you had any uh, travel experience? I know no one's traveled very much this year, but before that, have you um, traveled at all?
1: I haven't traveled abroad in a very long time.
0: Any place in the United States that you've enjoyed particularly?
1: I I really love Southern California. I think it's because I love being near the water. I lived in... When I went to law school, I lived in San Diego and like the sun rises and the sunsets are like heaven on earth. And so I really love being in San Diego. I love going to Malibu. I can't wait until Disneyland opens again so I can go there. So if I, whenever I do travel, it's, it's generally to Southern California just because the weather's so beautiful. Like,
0: if you couldn't be a lawyer, is there some other sort of job or vocation that you think you would enjoy?
1: I... Thinking back, the, I think the reason why I felt so overwhelmed in pursuing my, you know, my dream at that time to be a psychologist is probably lack of life experience. So if, I think if I were not a lawyer, I would love to be a psychologist. But I think that a lot of lawyering requires some of the skill sets that psychologists.
0: What sort of things keep you up at night? Do you worry about anything?
1: This is probably not healthy, but my clients.
0: Yeah, I think or, we all think about our clients in the middle of the night.
1: <laughs> my, my clients, making sure that I could be the best lawyer for them and that I'm doing the best job. Sometimes this job, especially as a solo practitioner, can be very isolating. There's no one really to pat you on the back and tell you that you're doing the best or that you're doing the worst. And so oftentimes I have to be really critical to myself so that I can give myself the feedback because I only really have need to rely on in, in terms of that so, uh, you know, the things that keep me up at night are either my clients or making sure that I can deliver for them.
0: Let's say you came into some real money, like three or four billion dollars fell into your lap. What, what, if anything, would you do different in your life?
1: Nothing. I would probably use the money to help other people in terms of what I would do. Nothing.
0: Let's say you had a magic wand that was one thing in the world that you could change in the legal world or in the society in general. Anything? What What do you think that one thing would be if you could wave your magic wand?
1: Hope to eliminate the inequality that we see in terms of race, gender, socioeconomic status.
0: Ghazal Sharif, thank you so much for joining me today on Love Thy Lawyer. I really appreciated the opportunity to get to know you a little bit better.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for your time, the opportunity, and the honor is really mine.
0: That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. Many thanks to my guests who have contributed their time and wisdom and make this show possible. Thanks, as always, to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman.
1: Life is how you handle plan B.
0: Hmm, interesting.